round two. I can buy myself flowers. I can buy myself. You don't understand. I've been rec- I've been recording for a minute and eight seconds. A minute, a minute and, and eight seconds. A minute and Odie. ten seconds. Twelve. Round seconds. of applause for Odie. <sighs> minute and eight seconds. Odie was actually early. Every time we do this, you're always like, are you recording yet? And I'm like, oh, uh, no, should I be recording? So as soon as you answered, I just started recording. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that you did that. Um, yeah, that, well, that's why I send you the Sir Lancelot meme, which is like one of my favorite things to ever send anybody because it's such a niche meme. And I honestly, I feel like a very, I feel like a lot of people I know would get it, but I feel like very few people in total would get it, you know? I don't get it. You do, do you get the Sir Lancelot meme? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, no, no. I was just the, the uh, okay. Everybody's <laughs> like, always the Valley Girl. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get, get that. Um, <laughs> so it, it, talk to. It, let's talk this out real quick because I feel like this will be a good warm up. Let's talk it out. Why do you hate the Paul brothers? I, I don't know enough about them to hate them or like them. Are you you don't know anything about Logan or Jake Paul? Dude, they are they are so below me on a generational scale. Like whatever popularity they could have with whatever mm. group of people they could have it with, one, I'm not in a, that group enough to hear about them enough, right? Like I don't know. Right, right, right. And and two, I don't care enough to go out of my way to look them up when anyone does say anything to you. I'm well, the, just like oh that's a thing okay All the right. only reason I'm surprised is just because like what they've done is like has been so controversial that I'm just surprised that through proxy of media and like news outlets and like you having kids that like hit their demographic I'm just surprised that like not you didn't know like nothing's come your way it's just surprising barely anything i still well, know logan paul is the dude who did splits on vine like that's the logan paul I so i mean logan <laughs> paul kind of kind of goes without saying but i mean logan paul was the one that did the japanese forest where he was like filming people that had committed suicide in japan yeah he was the one i mean i don't know like off top of my head like all the specifics that they've done but yeah. a general vibe of who these people are, specifically the younger one who is Jake Paul, is that they are extremely sexist. They have said and continue to say very homophobic and like racially motivated things. And on oh, top gross. of that, like they are just the type of people I'm trying to think of like a good celebrity from like back in the day that would be a good example but they're just two celebrities that got really big really fast and it went to their head and they're just like they're just gigantic douchebags that built their platform off of like a kid audience but think that they're like hot shit that's that's why they're doing like all these ah. boxing matches where like Jake Paul is like I'm going to box this person who was an MMA fighter 10 years ago and is 30 pounds overweight to prove that I'm a real boxer and like you know they're like ah. boxing other YouTubers and stuff and like yeah, Logan Paul and Jake Paul have had like the cops called on them. They've had um, assault charges against them. They've had uh, women okay. that they've dated like speak out and say that they were like emotionally abusive. They were like a little physically abusive. Like just oh, that's you know like just general bad celebrity. Like kind of like um I don't know like uh, what's his what's his name Andrew Tate. 
Yeah, like they're yes, that's the. See, I know that one. Mason knew that one. Mason brought that to uh, to my doorstep like two years ago. He brought Andrew Tate up, and I was like, "Let's look him up." And I watched all of like one video, and I was like, "This guy sucks." Yeah, they (laughs) they like Mason just was like. He was like, what do you mean he sucks? I'm like, he sounds like a very weak-minded person. And yeah. Mason was like, no, he's tough because he's, he says that you got to be. And I was like, it sounds like he's a lot of talk and not a lot of action, Mason. And, and he was like his target audience, people that oh, are yeah, like yeah, yeah. not completely developed enough to understand. But like the Paul brothers have defended people like Andrew Tate. Oh, lame. All right. So, well, yeah, hopefully my, my purchase of about a dozen primes a year because <gasps> I want a coconut water-based what about body armor <laughs> hydration huh what, why not body armor i don't know what body armor is i never see it What? what's body armor it's to my knowledge it's just like prime but better i like body is, armor is it the like caffeinated gatorade thing no it's coconut flavored water i don't know man i don't i don't know i just i bought prime one time and it was good man like i, I didn't buy it and go this is logan paul's thing i was just like oh cool yes, prime you all right i'll your, try it you wore your Logan Paul T-shirt. I wore my I goat, my free Lo-gang. tape shirt. Oh yeah, he calls his he calls his followers Logan Paul calls them the Low Gang. I mean, it's it's right there. the The fruit's right there. Like it's I I can't bad. blame him on that one. That's low hanging fruit. That's bad. Whatever. There's Taylor Gang, Low Gang. Dude, there's That's so many dumb Swifties. things. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here. Yeah, Swifties. I'm not gonna sit here and cherry pick all the stupid things we do in society. I just spent an hour setting up Halloween decorations. I'm not even gonna hate on Christmas the way that I would you know, like Christmas, like there's so many people who got like super into Christmas and I feel like for a long time, uh, I like kinda hated on like how over the board people would get into Christmas, but I'm having just as much fun putting a little witch hat on top of a candle and like carving a pumpkin later. You know, like I've just, I think I've reached that point. I've talked to you about this before. Like there's a, there's an inherent threshold. Let me start. There is an inherent (laughs) threshold of hypocrisy. There is like, like you can go out and be like, oh, Christmas so fucking early. But then like, where are we? You know, it was like September 15th and I was like, spooky season is upon us, y'all. You know, like you can be like, oh, I hate Logan Paul, but I love Taylor Swift and her private jets. I'm not talking about you specifically. I don't like either one of them, but like, you you know, like, but then like you go out and you're like, you're like, oh man, shame on Drake. But I'm a huge fan of, I don't know, fucking key Glock. Like. There's so many, like, you know there's what? so many examples of things that you can like and hate at the same time in society that essentially make you ideologically a hypocrite, like right oh, off 100%. the bat, right? Look, so that inherent threshold of hypocrisy is just there. So I guess what I'm really like, what I'm saying in the beginning of this podcast is I'm probably going to drink Prime unironically because I enjoy the flavor, not because I support the person behind the brand. And yeah. although everybody's becoming a brand, as it would turn out as like different companies Companies merge and absorb one another. Did you? I, I just turned on fucking Disney the other day, and like Fox is on there now, and F1 Racing. I was like, wait, Disney, Disney owns F1 Racing? Like <laughs> Disney bought and owns everything that Fox owned. But you know what's funny about all this? It's insane. Is what? It on this podcast? Is that word brand? <laughs> I. Well, yes, but also, I have I have painted myself as a hater. For so many things, The Rock, Logan Ball, Taylor Swift. Yes, 
<laughs> I mean, The Rock is you. You comically hate that. We know you don't hate The Rock. We know you love, love The, the Rock. Rock. I watched and all I of proved, his movies. I just proved to you that he's not that good. And that was, and honestly, even that though, I'm gonna give the concession. The dude's still famous, still makes tons of money, still does a pretty I good job and everything. He he signs up for a job and he fucking does it right. Same thing with your other favorite actor. We'll get right into it. Jason Statham, Statham is going to be in a goddamn Look, this is this is they are making this unironically, but it should have been ironic. They are making The Beekeeper. They you are making that? a movie about a man who yeah, yeah, yeah. keeps bees, but no, no, no. is part of a secret yeah, yeah. organization called the Bee. Be- no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, yeah. No, the, yeah. whoever is trying to layer Keep that. Doing it. No. Keep doing it. And not only that, he shows up. He's just tending bees in the beginning. And then they're yeah. like, you don't realize what hive you fucking kicked here, kid. Like, come on, man. It's I can, my no. hive. Yeah, dude, I can't wait for that movie. Uh, actually, no! it looks really good. Looks really good. No. Yeah. Do you think we cannot that... do the beekeeper? <laughs> do you think that they teach them how to take care of bees in beekeeper killer school? No. Or he elected he just, to take care of did bees. He, just, he was a... just like, I love bees. I need more bees. It's a stupid metaphor, and it doesn't hit. Hey, Kevin, you're kicking the wrong hive there, butter buckaroo. <laughs> Let's. Let's start this podcast. <laughs> Let's start this podcast. I love that. I can't wait for that movie. I'm going to watch it the same day you watch it. We're going to watch it together. I'm going to fly We're, out in Yeah, January. I'm fine. Let's, I hope it, it comes straight to streaming. No. No, no, no. You should fly out here in January and we'll go snowboarding. And, we'll watch and then it. watch The Beekeeper. My fucking Yeah. All right. Are you ready to clap? I'm ready. Three. Two, one. Perfect. Can you tell that since I woke up like two hours ago, I have not done anything. Yeah, you haven't done shit, man. I I've been all over the not. place, man. I had a whole breakfast with Cades. We went and got. I'm super gassy. Hold on. Um, we went and got breakfast, and I I ventured. At, you know how like, would you de- okay? Would you describe yourself as an adventurous eater? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, cool. Tell me if you would order this because I did. And I, I loved it, but also regret it. I ordered a bratwurst omelet. Go ahead. First, tell me if you would if you would order an item called a bratwurst omelet. Okay, well, what, what would the item, like, so you're looking at a menu. Yep. And it says bratwurst omelet. Oh, it's a special. It's not on the regular menu. This was, What does it say that's in it? Like, does it give you right. anything, like, Straight any up, of the ingredients? It's, it's, it's a giant omelet. First off, it says huge omelet on it like huge was capitalized and i was like huge omelet cool i like huge omelets all right so huge omelet there's brat versed in the omelet okay here's what else is in the omelet smoked gouda cheese and sauerkraut and it's served because it's bratwurst with a side of uh applesauce and homemade multi-grain mustard okay so, the only thing in that that I don't and like... And sour cream. And it's just a texture thing. But honestly, in this, I might be willing to give it a try. Yeah. It's applesauce. Okay. First but off... But everything else, delicious. Yeah. That sounds... Full disclosure. So good. 
did not eat the applesauce. Okay. Um, cool. I don't like applesauce. It was like a little tiny, you know, like a little tiny. Oh, I thought uh, it was like on the plate, like no, you like no, dip no, it in like it or a something. Tiny. You're supposed okay. to, but I did not. Mm, I no. could not even get that. For, oh, also potato pancakes. It came with potato pancakes. This was yeah, like all a full that sounds, on. That sounds incredible, dude. Yeah, it was a full on Eastern European breakfast. I loved That's it. Delicious. Right? But here's one thing I did not think about. If you consume that much egg and that much sauerkraut, you are going to be. <laughs> So gassy <laughs> all day, all day. You're just going to be a gas bomb. You're just going to be walking yeah. around like tooting and hooting. You know that that's it all day. I've just been burping nonstop since I ate that thing this morning. And Caden, like he's sitting in the backseat and these aren't like little burps either. It was like huge belches. Right. And yeah. Kate's just like, excuse you. <laughs> like He's just sitting in the backseat. Love Kate. And then at one point he's like, you're burping a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no Kate's. <laughs> okay. I know, buddy. And he's like, he's like, and they're big burps, too. I'm like, hey, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Yeah, what's up? What time are your people coming over? We have got, uh, we have got about 30 minutes. Cool. So let's talk about the topic because I have so much riffing that I could talk about. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. Um, I could, I could go all day. I've been decorating for Halloween. One of these, it's been crazy this week. One of these bonus episodes, we just need to like, just do it like an hour of just like whatever we're talking about. Just like a catch up. Ooh, like a, a, a proper, a, a proper potpourri. Proper potpourri. We finally, finally. made it. All right. Um, uh, we'll yeah, do so that. You, we'll do that sometime. You, you pitched a topic to me on the phone and you just yep. gave me one word. And yep. I want to let you know right now that because yep. I, I've worked six days this week and like this is my only rest day. Yep. I did zero preparation. Like you oh. said. Okay. Did you? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we were supposed to prepare lists or anything, but well, this okay. topic is pretty easy. Let's be real. I've kind of prepared my whole life for this. I mean, let's be honest. You probably have something that you're just sitting on that you're going to be like, and Odie, this also is why I brought quick, up this topic this week. Real quick. I just want to just say this. Yeah. Welcome back to the Unpop Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm your co-host, Odie, the chef, they, them. Uh, we didn't introduce ourselves 15 minutes into this. Yes. With me, as always, is the other host. Kevin Miner, he him. <laughs> I just realized. Take it away, Owen. As I said my name, I was like, "We, you never did the intro because no. I didn't go. I didn't sigh from your long-winded, over-the-top intro. Yes. But I did it. All right. So we're good. I liked yeah. yours. It was too short, though. Welcome back to the Unpop Podcast. <laughs> this is another beautiful episode brought to you this spooky season. And I'm not talking about tax season. That's a nod to the Weekly Planet. I'm your yeah, host, the Weekly Planet. Kevin Miner, he, him. El Capitan, todo así, siempre, como el sole. And with me, as always, is... Oh, 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 <laughs> D. Matthews. <laughs> the chef. They, them. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, yeah, so I called you up, uh, what was it, yeah, two yeah, days yeah. ago? And I was like, all right, yeah, here's what we're doing. We're talking about vampires because we're in october now it's full-on spooky season baby i got spooky purple lights season. above my Wait, window i got this. orange lights outside Just, of my door i got a ghost since it's today is sunday october 15th yes to date 
Yeah. On October 13th, do you want to see what I got done? Yes. This is great for a podcast. I can't believe you got a tattoo of Ghostface Killer from the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill you. Stop it. (laughs) You're the only person who's going to go to Ghostface from Wu-Tang. You called me up and you were... This is not an unreasonable jump to make, though. When people say Ghostface to me... Most of the time, because I'm not surrounded by, like, fellow slasher fans, right? So most of the time, which is probably, what, twice a year tops? If someone <laughs> says Ghostface to me, it's because we're deep in a musical conversation and they are talking about Ghostface Killer from the Wu-Tang Clan, famous singer of the song Kilo. Well, I will give you – I will Venmo you $5 if you can guess – which killer from the Scream franchise I'm going to say that this Ghostface killer is? Uh, it's the one from uh, Scream 4. All right, I lost Stu. it out. I don't know. It's Stu Moniker. Uh, who's... It's going to be oh, Matthew the first Willard, one? obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. I um The reason we're doing this to get on to spooky season topics. Spooky season. Um, I am introducing Goose to the entire Scream franchise mm. for the first time. Oh wait, My favorite slasher. Say spooky so. season again. Spooky season. All right, now say scream again. Scream. Yay. All right, cool. <laughs> Keep going. But yeah, so uh, we watched Scream 1, and we have a, a huge list of scary movies that I'll probably like maybe like rapid fire for the last spooky episode of, of October. But the last like episode so. is going to be on the uh, – we're, we're recording the weekend of the 28th, right? Um, yes. That's also Brandy's birthday weekend, so we're, we'll – Good luck to us figuring that out. But um, we should just like, yeah, we should we should do a spooky season potpourri. That can be our riffing episode where we're just kind of going off on stuff that we did this season. I'm, I'm looking at pumpkins ready to be carved right now. I got one in my front room ready yeah, to be carved. I'm in the middle of this. Decorations man. ready to yep. be put up. Yep. So you wanted to talk about, and I'm down for it. Uh, Vampire. Vampires. Yes. Now, the last vampire movie I saw was uh dracula on a boat yes. the last voyage of the demeter 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 yes yes i love yeah. all these burps it's so great <laughs> so for this audio podcast if those of you that are wondering um for one the tattoo is just ghost face that i was showing kevin but ghost also every five kinda... seconds kevin is moving the mic about 10 feet from his face so he can burp yes uh, and i can go- still hear it <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's still in the background um and Probably. i'm not editing those out at all love it ever uh so so what made you want to talk about vampires well so i watched renfield this week and i'll get to that later but it just got me thinking i'm like oh my god vampires is like one of the most saturated vampires are not only a character type a creature type but also a genre right vampires can be the good guys vampires can be the bad guys vampires can be just the monster of the film maybe maybe a neutral evil right like not intentionally hold on a bad guy but like (laughs) it's horrible i told you i asked if you would order this item off the menu so i could then tell you not to don't do it ever don't ever put sauerkraut and eggs together ever if you go to oktoberfest and someone offers you sauerkraut and eggs don't eat it I'm recommending that to you now. Don't ever. You don't need Appreciate to experience it. this. Yes. Anyway, so vampire they're so versatile, and it didn't happen overnight, right? Of course, we have Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? We have, we have the original tale of Dracula. 
um, we have like sort of the classic archetype, and that's what I would say Voyage of the uh, De- Last Voyage of the Demeter falls into, right? Um, yeah. And then we also have like Renfield, which is like a modern take on the Dracula familiar um, relationship, you know, his relationship to Renfield. And like I said, I'll touch on that later. But then in in between the classic tale of Dracula and like classic, classic Nosferatu, which is being remade now. And, and now we have so many different versions of vampires. And there's, I feel like there's almost one for everybody. I feel like there's a version that each person can like, like your Swifties can love your Edward Collins, right? Your emo kids (laughs) can love your Kate Beckinsale in underworld. Your, uh, you know, like you can, you you got your classic vampire lovers who are probably going to fawn over uh, Willem Dafoe playing Nosferatu. You've got your uh, Taika Waititi fans that are into uh, Into what we do in the shadows. shadows. Yeah. You, there's your so uh, many, Gary Oldman, yeah, horny uh, Dracula, yeah, your your classic Gary Oldman Dracula. There's so many different vampires. There's one for every fandom, right? Um, yeah. What Odie, pray mm-hmm. tell, would be your favorite? Is what I'm wondering. Hmm. There, that's a tough one. I think maybe not my favorite. Okay. Because I'd be like, that's a kind of a hard, like, what's my favorite vampire? Yeah. But I think the one that I, I, I truly think maybe stands out as, like, the pinnacle performance of a Dracula uh-huh. would be Christopher Lee. I mean, that man did everything. Yep. But, like, his Dracula from, what is that, like, the 70s? Yep. Actually, you know what? I take it back. My favorite Dracula is Blackula. You serious? Yeah, just because there's a really good gag about that in my favorite TV show, Psych. Oh, uh, that's actually a horrible movie, though. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, um, great. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite vampire is. That's like a really, really hard question to answer because there are so many vampires out there. Mm. What's your favorite vampire? My favorite vampire. I'm so glad you asked, Odie. My favorite you had vampire. Time to think about this. No, my well, I actually, I, I have had plenty of time to think about this. I just told you I'm playing with my vampire deck when Matt, Pat, and Mark get here because we're playing Magic the Gathering, baby. My favorite vampires. I would say like my top favorite vampires actually come from the world of Innistrad in Magic the Gathering. So. Here's how vampires get made in Magic the Gathering, and I'm very excited to explain this to you. Edgar Markov makes a deal with a demon so that he can help his family to live forever in on a very uh, hostile plane of existence known as Innistrad, which is gothic horror-inspired, and they kill an angel and drink its blood, and he forces his grandson, Soren, to drink it, and Soren becomes an eternal sad boy, and those are the vampires of Innistrad. And then Soren eventually becomes a planeswalker, which means he can go all over the multiverse. So you just have this vampire all over the place and he makes other vampires. And then there's different vampires that exist on Zendikar. I actually, I love the vampire treatment in Magic the Gathering. There's actually a new set coming out called uh, Ixalan, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. On Ixalan, the vampires, uh, there's Alenda the Duskrose, who's kind of like this legendary vampire. And they're, they they uh, they take on a conquistador-like vibe. They have this very like Spanish col- 
colonialist look to them, which makes sense because they're oppressive vampires who want to oppress different peoples. Uh, and they're the villains and they're white, black aligned. And then on Innistrad, they're like black, white, red aligned. And one of my favorites ever is Olivia Voldaren. And she uh, is a vampire who's known for just being chaotic evil. She's like red, black aligned. And she, she just creates all of these problems. But then recently uh a little over a year ago there was maybe even two years ago there was a set called crimson vow and it was all about the vampires and uh, uh essentially the entire thing was olivia voldaren is going to get married to edgar markov and then vampires are going to take over in and it was one of the most fun times i've ever had playing cards i think i have my answer for you what is it i have two set, I'm, but i'm gonna change it a little bit i'm gonna give you my favorite vampire but i'm also gonna give you my favorite vampire hunter Okay. Because a lot of the times when I think of vampire movies, it's not necessarily the vampire that sticks out to me. It's the person that's involved with either figuring out what it is or like taking it down that usually stands out to me more. And I mean, obviously, like that's not the case with every single one. Yeah. But I think a vampire movie that stands out to me, and I watched it recently uh, because a YouTube channel was talking about the work of Guillermo del Toro. And I was like, hmm, I kind of want to watch some of his older stuff. So I watched his movie from the early 90s, Kronos. I've never seen that. It's a Spanish film Ooh. Um, with Ron Perlman. Mm -hmm. And he actually, Ron Perlman literally credits this movie to saving the back half of his career because Guillermo del Toro was such a big fan of Ron Perlman and Ron Perlman was in this movie, he ended up then, as we all know, Guillermo del Toro famously did Hellboy, which yes. starred Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. And because they worked together on Kronos, Ron Perlman got Hellboy, which then helped his career stay afloat moving forward in the back half of it. So yes. Kronos is a really interesting movie. Yes. Um, it's a vampire tale that's like, it's not fully vampire it's really interesting and if yeah. you don't mind subtitles on foreign films i really like Guillermo del toro and this movie is very unsettling mm -hmm. in a lot of ways too yeah so i would definitely recommend checking that out it's also cool that i finally name a movie that you haven't seen so that's cool yeah. um but my favorite vampire hunter is a man who has done so much for this country and just saved us from so many things kevin can you guess who it is Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Ooh, I do like that one. <laughs> I think that's the best Vampire Hunter to choose out of all the ones. I think it's just the, because the most comical, for sure. He's a president. I mean, how many other... Trump's not out there slaying vampires. No. Biden's basically a vampire himself. Yep. I, I love... The thing I love about that is the, the silver treatment on the axes. Um, mm. Who's who's the... Who's the the bad guy vampire in that one. He's such a good actor. He was on a uh, priest. Um, and I can't remember. His oh, name is it? Um, and then he was in world of Warcraft. He's done so many good things. Dominic, Dominic Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Yes. I had to think for a second. Such a good, yeah, yeah. bad guy. I wish he's Dominic Cooper young. did more. He's uh he's preacher, but he's also oh preacher. Sorry. Priest. I said priest. I knew what you meant though. He's also young. Um, Howard Stark in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for like yes. two movies yep. before they replace him with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Captain America. Anyways. Yeah. I love what do you think, Dominic Cooper. What do you think about when it comes to vampires, right? So 
thinking about it, yeah. you've got, you already mentioned like your traditional like Dracula vampires, right? But obviously you've got your other vampires like your Twilights and, you know. Underworlds. So what do you, what do you, what, what's your opinion on vampires like Okay, first 30, off. 30 Days of Night? Well, hang on. No, I'm going to ask okay. you specifics. What, do you, what are your opinion on specifically like the fast, crazy, almost zombie-like vampires? Like the ones from I Am Legend and like uh, 30 Days of Night and like mm-hmm. uh, Fright Night. Like the vampires that are like, like they're, they're – gruesome and brutal and Mm -hmm. fast and vicious you know what are your opinion on those uh okay 30 days of night perfectly done love that one good movie yeah i am legend a little weird kind of not necessarily vampires but definitely apparently they are yeah they are but they aren't uh, it's like it's it's such a weird space that alan moore created for them with that graphic novel and then also with uh, and then the movie kind of made it even more vague. In the graphic novel, it's a little more apparent, but also the ending's better. Um, so yeah, the ending's better. it's way better. Uh, Thirty Days of Night, those vampires—I wouldn't call them zombie-like because they're very much in control, but they're just rage-driven, right? Like they're very passionate vampires. I would say they they lean into that bloodlust a little more, um, and they they have a wanton disregard. For human life, I say that's a better version of a vampire as a monster. Now, of course, there's the romanticized vampire that started with Interview with the Vampire, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. You know, your sexification of the vampires definitely took place, right? Um, I don't like those as much. I I think that, like, those those earlier ones are pretty good. And then you got, you know, Queen to the Damned. Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah. Uh, And as you're leaning further and further into the sexification of vampires and, like, making them this sexy anti-hero kind of, like, villain a lot of times, but then, like, also misunderstood monster, kind of like Frankenstein, I feel like you start to muddy the waters, and then that just kind of peaks with Twilight, where they're like, they can also walk in the sun, and they glisten. And it's like, nah, see, now we're not vampires. Now we're a new thing. You've made a new thing. Like... You've, you've broken off from the rules, but also, like, you know, we've had so much time to develop the mythos of vampires in popular culture that, like, doing movies that are just the classic rules of, like, no sunlight, wooden stakes, silver crosses, you know, like, those are the things. Uh, I think that's a little too formulaic. I think you do need to, you know evolve branch out develop over time but then like vampire diaries and the originals uh yeah not as good and then you've got stuff like like i said like twilight is just kind of like in my opinion twilight is the worst form of vampire it did the most disservice to vampires as like a thing you know i think that that's because twilight i i truly believe and i mean like obviously you can rip twilight apart a lot of different ways for like the writing and characters. But I really think that that was Stephanie Meyer just being like, I want to write this like love triangle thing. What, what's a good element that I could just like have be like the, the driving through force to build around. And I think yeah. she was just like mummies, zombies, vampires. No, I oh, think, vampires. I think, I think she actually likes <laughs> what it feels va- like. Well, I think she actually likes the classic monsters like vampires and werewolves, but Jeff, she definitely, Stephanie Myers vampires are only Stephanie Myers vampires. They are not vampires for everybody. And they, I, no. the part where like they could walk in the sun, I was immediately not sold on. I was just like, that is stupid. They like, can't walk the, in the sun because they even want to see how glittery they the are. The whole Kevin. point 
of having vampires be a any form of a monster, right? The, the idea of the curse is that, yes, you can sustain yourself forever, but here's the deal, Dorian Gray, right? Like, the, the mm. deal is you have to, one, drink blood. You can only drink blood. You have to, like... This is what I like about vampires. There's a deal. There's a curse. There's a thing. Like, yeah. yes, immortal. Good for you. You live forever. But here's the conditions on you living forever. One, have to drink human blood. Two, ha cannot go in the sun. I think those are great. I think once you get into yeah. the crosses, it gets a little more, you know, that's more of like uh, the anglicized, uh, you know, Western religion influence. Catholicism. I, yeah. get, I get the divine magic whatever whatever and we're talking about vampires so like yeah you can do that all you want um but ultimately uh <laughs> this is horrible my favorite uh, line in that in twilight though yes. because we watched them last year it's we didn't like a drunk vampire. watching yeah <laughs> well vampire but it's when i don't remember like the exact like verbatim of what he says but like the whole scene in the first movie when he's about to show her what he looks like in the sun he's like i'm a monster i'm hideous like, you you don't want to see me in the sun like i'll show you who i really am and then he's like in the sun and it's just like i'm glittering yeah that's who i really am so and she's like oh my god it's like wait a minute so your big secret of why you don't go in the sun which is totally just throw out the window in later movies because you guys are all in the sun and nothing's happening yeah. is basically it's like looking down a kaleidoscope with a bunch of pretty colors and lights yes cool absolutely like <laughs> stay in the shadows my friend here uh, yeah so like i i feel like there's like i said there's so many different versions and obviously the twilight ones are just not for us however on the other side Comma. and talking about you yes. know the inherent threshold of hypocrisy I love the sexification of vampires in the Underworld series and werewolves. I think they did a great job. <laughs> I love Lucian, and I can't remember Kate Beckinsale's character because they almost never say her name but always treat her like a problem. Um, I, I do. I love Tywin Lannister as king of the vampires in multiple movies. Uh, you know, Charles Dance. Um I can't remember his character's name either, but like, you know, like I've never I, seen Underworld. Oh my God, you should. I, I, I watched all the Resident Evils because to be fair, Kevin, you picked vampires. Yes. But I'm more of a zombie person. That's fine. We can talk zombies next week or whatever. Um, But like, I like the, I like, I like the rules of a curse. That's what I like. I like that there are rules. I can agree with that. I, I like that, you know, like, it's not just like we're vampires and part of it is that we live forever. It's like, no, I like that it's, it's yes, we will live forever, but it's not going to be any kind of normal human life. It's not going to be like the life that we once knew. And that's where the original mythos comes from is to make a bargain, you know, that would keep you alive forever there will be stipulations that you would not enjoy. It's like a monkey's paw. It's a be careful what you wish for type thing. You know, so many people would want to live forever, but what if it, but at what cost is the question. So and the answer in that, in, in the vampire and werewolf genre too, is you are a monster, right? That's the only way that you can live forever human to become something that you would otherwise have hunted. So what you're saying is, because you like consistency in like how the universe works. I like that part of it. Yes. You're, it's safe to say to the viewers, yes. to the listeners, 
that you are a massive Indiana Jones fan. No. And Dial of Destiny was your favorite movie of the year, correct? No. Did you see that movie yet? Correct. Are there vampires? So you've seen it a lot. You've seen it a lot? No. You love that movie? No, I have no idea what's going favorite on. Favorite movie of the year? No. I, cool, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even remember they, half of the and and Indiana hers. Jones film. Indiana Jones no. is Kevin's favorite. I don't like him. Action hero He's on not film. Good. No. It's you not heard it. Good. You heard it here. No. So, anyways, moving forward. Indiana Jones is the Logan Paul of archaeology. There, I said it. I figured the Logan. <laughs> okay, well then that means that the Jake Paul of archaeology is uh, what's his name? Tom Holland's uh, Drake from Uncharted. Whatever. Nathan I don't Drake. care. I didn't watch that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Indiana. Jo- I, I don't. I don't have anything to say about that man who had inappropriate relations with a high school girl when he was like what in his twenties. That's like one when, of the when one Carrie of the, Fisher. One of the throwaway yeah, lines in the first movie was like, "You broke my heart, Indy," and they like they were really pushing for that to be a serious relationship. And it's like he would. Oh, I thought you were talking about the no. There the was, fact that he did that with Star Wars too. Wow, uh, Harrison well, Ford and younger women. Great. Well, hey, that was the time, man. A bunch of old dudes and bands were writing songs about sixteen-year-old girls. We don't have to go there. We're talking about vampires. Yeah, no, 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 um, not, yeah. we're talking. Kind of we're talking about old dudes sucking the blood of young ladies. You know, like we're not talking about old dudes <laughs> writing songs vampire. about old ladies. <laughs> Different. <laughs> yeah. Different. Uh, no, but like. I would say that's so I lean into the curse of it. I like the curse aspect. I like that there's a bargain. I like that it's not just you live forever. And um, the other thing that I really enjoy in vampire m- movies is, you know, exploiting the limits to where a vampire could push that, right? Like finding how far they can go to be the monster that they are, right? Underworld is great in that. It's vampires versus werewolves and kind of neither side are actually the good guys, whichever side you're rooting for. You know, werewolves are kind of fighting against the oppressive vampires who were once their masters. Uh, Lucian is their leader and he's a rebel, but he doesn't care what the cost is to, like, exterminate the vampires, right? And then the vampires don't care what the cost is to exterminate the werewolves because they're like, we don't, we're not going to use them as slaves or pets anymore. Um and that only develops over time in that series. They actually do a really good job with it up until the last movie. And then <laughs> the and then I I do like Blade, but <laughs> Blade Blade to me like is has always been a little bit funny in that they were like, he's a daywalker. And like, of course the daywalker vampire just has like they're like, he's got dark skin, that's why I can handle the sunlight. That's obviously why he's the daywalker. <laughs> no other vampire love- is a daywalker unless they're the he's the only one and it looks like that. Uh <laughs> I almost mentioned Blade because um there the Blade is one of those famous instances where a comic book hero was transferred to the big screen. Yes. But they were like, Oh, let's change his powers. Yeah, because that was in the weird. comic before before the 90s, Blade was just a normal, regular person that fought vampires. But in the movie, his mom was bitten by a vampire, so he became half vampire. Yes. And then the comic book, after the success of like Blade 2, I want to say, or Blade 1 even, is when they changed his origin and who he was in the, in the comics. Oh, what did they change it to after Blade 2? So. Well, they changed it to the movie version. Oh, okay. Well, oh, well, that's good, like they gave him well, the that background and that makes power set. More sense, right? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Than a normal guy just fighting yeah. vampires. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I I like Blade. I like the idea of having vampires and action blended in, right? But really, um, I would say, like, I, I only can appreciate so many instances venturing outside the vampire as a horror creature because it's so ripe for horror, right? Yeah. Um, one of the best D&D campaigns I ever ran, I ran with a character who had, like, kind of kit-bashed this druid vampire creature and like one of my favorite parts of running that campaign was coming up with like well how does that bargain work out for her right how does she play into and i was like all right well the sun is obviously going to make you weaker but it's not going to set you on fire but you're going to be significantly weaker right so like she had to consistently navigate this whole like oh i can't really like fight well in the daylight i can't do much well in the daylight um and she's like, and I, but, but at night she's stronger, you know? And like, it was, it was really fun to work that back and forth. And I, I don't like when people skip that part of the world building, but, um, I mean, ultimately if I was going to run it down, I would say favorite vampires, definitely the vampires of Innistrad for sure. Look them up. Like you can only read some stories on them, but the lore is awesome and they're really interesting. Just vampire treatment and magic. The gathering's amazing. Um, and then the like se- like close second would be what we do in the shadows just because they're hilarious we haven't even talked about it yet but like that movie very funny classic vampire rules instead of like making it spooky though it's just like how silly is it that vampires could be around today and how would that look right and having these people who very obviously still want to kind of be people, but also live forever and reap the benefits of that. Like having them navigate that in a comedic setting is just perfect. So Taika Waititi crushed it with that. You know, that was like his first big film. Yeah, he's he's pretty good at, I mean, like, have you seen the preview for his new movie, Next Goal Wins, yes. about that? Yeah, like he's really good at taking concepts like that. And I think he does, I think, I think the thing with Taika Waititi, why people... I think are a little hesitant on him is because of the the way he did the last Thor movie, which I still have not seen. I don't blame like, Taika Waititi for that. Well, here's the thing: like everybody liked it when Thor was funny, but the thing was, is in Ragnarok, from memory again, I've only seen that movie like once, but it was like kind of funny and kind of serious, right? But then they went full funny on the last one. It was okay. And I think okay. people Ragnarok was it was. It wasn't kind of funny, kind of serious. The rule in Ragnarok is if you're trying to be a hero, you fail. But if you're just being yourself and it happens to be heroic, you succeed. Well, that's how my, that entire movie at, works. But what 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 I'm what I'm moving towards is that Taika Waititi made the second one that he directed really really funny, and it was like all jokes all the time. Yeah, and. It's because he is a very good comedic writer. Yes. But when you give somebody as a comedic writer full, full, you know, full, full reign, then it becomes too comedic, and that kind of like overshadows other things, which is apparently yeah. what people didn't like. Well, I think the which, reason people really didn't like that was it. It's the God Butcher series, and the God Butcher series yeah. is dark and cosmic and vast and like. We didn't even get the cool scene with Thor waiting for the God Butcher to show up with, like, all of the weapons of his fallen comrades sitting next to him while he's on a throne with, like, one eye missing just like his dad. And he's got, like, this crazy sword and he's ready to fight him. Like, we didn't even get that scene. 
And you don't get. A, I think they just skipped over too much. Well, but you can't do. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they did was the the goal that was maybe given to him was too much, which was like take this series that people know and love, and then crunch it into one film, which you shouldn't do because Thor loses to the God Butcher first and then figures out how to inevitably win. Right. And it's not through traditional means, but like, yeah, it's, that yeah. was too much. My, my point is, is that I think that if you give Taika Waititi the right project and let him do his humor yeah. mixed in very well, yes. you get movies like what we do in the shadows and, and it works Jojo really well. and Jojo Rabbit and Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Yep. Stuff like that. Yep. Yes, I agree. Um, and then third, third favorite vampires just, for the lore, because uh, I love the vampires and werewolves. I love the lichens specifically in Underworld. Underworld. Um, I love the idea of lycanthropy. I think they did a really good job of saying vampires need lichens because they need something that can be outside during the day, right? And so, like they mm-hmm. they te- they and and they were selectively breeding them the kind of way that humans breed dogs and. Like, yeah, it's dude. Underworld's a really good piece. And if you watch the first three in a row, like if you watch Underworld, it's Underworld one, Underworld two, and then Underworld Rise of the Lichens. So if you watch those three back to back, it's like action movie, continuation of an action movie, kind of epic adventure style. Uh, still with, you know, very action centric and, you know, a developing plot. And then the third one is prequel. But it explains all of the cool action from the first two. So, like, they did a really good job with that. I highly recommend watching those. Nice. Yeah. Um, I guess if I had to do three vampires to wrap this up, because we're coming up on your card time. Hell yeah. Um, I guess my three favorites would be... Uh, hmm. I'm going to say... Uh, Dave Franco's character from Daywalkers, the Netflix movie with Jamie Foxx. I'm going to say uh, the girl that gets saved in the I Am Legend movie that Will Smith's character was doing experiments on. Okay. And then for the final one, I'm going to say Gary Oldman's horny Dracula. Those horny, are my three favorites. So horny. Uh, so horny. Yes, horny, horny Dracula is great. Um, those are good favorites. Let so the reason I brought up this topic is because I watched Redfield. So let <laughs> those me are do not good favorites. Those are great favorites. Uh, the reason <laughs> I brought this up is because I watched Renfield, uh, which is an amazing movie with Nicolas Cage jam? playing Dracula. Yeah, we'll do this as my jam. So spoilers for Renfield because I do want to talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm gonna watch it. You should. First off, I I'm not gonna do like crazy heavy spoilers, but. The overarching plot of the film is that Renfield, Dracula's assistant, uh, as mm-hmm. played by Odie, who who plays Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Uh Renfield, as played by Nicholas Holt, is uh in a support group for people who are in abusive relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and and is still working for Dracula in New Orleans. Uh and and just finding him victims. But what he has decided to do is find him victims that aren't innocent people. And Dracula is on to his game because Dracula, like one of the rules, you know, is like the more innocent, the better they taste, the more powerful I become. Right. That's mm. like part of the, yeah, which, you know, leans into, I like that part. Like that's the bargain, like kill innocent people. It's better for you. Um, 
and, and he is a villain. Dracula is a proper villain in this. And in the beginning, there are some vampire sh- hunters who show up and like really f Dracula up. So in the beginning of the movie, uh, pretty quickly, Nicolas Cage is looking messed up, <laughs> like, like really messed up. And I really love the makeup job that they did on. I gotta watch this Dracula. Um, it also is a comedy and an action. I would call it dark horror or dark comedy action. That's what this film is. Uh, it very much has like, you know, sort of the other guys type influence in that uh, the the character opposite Nicholas Holt. Renfield is Aquafina um, as a police officer. And she's just doing traffic shop stops, but she wants to bust a whole crime gang. And they really make that part of her character like the comedic part. So like she she has the breadth to be able to be sincere about her wishes, but then also like it's a little comedic because she's doing traffic stops and she wants to bust a whole crime gang, you know? It's hilarious. I like Aquafina. Oh, she's great. I think that that's a good combo. She's great. I'll have to watch this. Yeah, I wanted to watch it recommend. in theaters and I never got around to it. Me too. I need to do that. Um I I did mean to watch it in theaters. I think it was out last year. Uh, but it just, it was, yeah. I think it, yeah. And, and here we are a year later. It's actually good. Big recommendation. It looks good. Plus Nicholas Cage. I was saying this to you the other day. Nicholas Cage's Dracula is only perfect because it's a he, perfect casting because he, he plays it so sincerely, but it's so silly, right? Like, and the thing that I love the most about Nicholas Cage as Dracula is that like, like, like I said to you the other day, he's the anti Tom Hanks. Like he's doing the same thing Tom Hanks does, but it actually lands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's up? Um, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, what's my your jam? Is simple. Uh, scream. Oh, we watched Scream. You mean and Ghostface? That's pretty Killer? much all I've really. Have fun playing. Is it Ghostface Killer? Your... It's like... <laughs> <laughs> You don't. Kevin sucks. You don't. <laughs> 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 Perfect. All right, man. Have fun playing cards. Give me in. Something, something. I want your loving. I want your regret. Something, something every day. I want your bad romance. Do la 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 la.